Well, hello, I'm Amelia Myers. Hi, I'm Jason Rosewall. And, and this, this is, is Married to, to Hollywood, Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hello, my love. Hi, honey. How are you? You know, um, I guess continuing along the theme, <laughs> I've, I've been better. Yeah. How are you? Uh, all right. Exhausted again been better but overall pretty good have to do a shout out to my incredible grandmother helen camro who just turned 90 90 years old on sunday and lila and i were lucky enough to be there to surprise her i had to stay back here in la because i had to go to the day job yeah but she was really really surprised it was it was adorable my mom comes in and i'm carrying lila behind her and she goes mom I know you said no presents, but I got you something really special that oh, just to, came to in clarify, from California. She's speaking as though she was her mother because you said my mom came in and said, Mom. My mom <laughs> to my grandmother. So she, yes. And so she goes, Mom, I know you said no gifts, but I got you something really special from California and it just arrived. My grandmother goes, Susan, I said no gifts. What did you possibly get me from California? And I walk in with the baby and grandma and me and pop up are having dinner at their dining room table. And she looks at me and she goes, Amelia, Amelia, Amelia. And then my grandfather goes, oh, hey, look, it's Amelia. <laughs> it was just like the funniest. <laughs> just the two of them. And it was so nice to be there. And she was really surprised. And I think it was so special for Lila. I mean, I know she won't remember, but now we have photos. Mm, there's photos. And the uh, thing is, we is got a wonderful four generation photo of the women. I think and things like that have impact. I think so too. And, and the fact that they got to spend time together because I had my great grandparents until I was 12 and 14. I was incredibly lucky. I should hope she's that lucky. Right? Uh, oh, what a blessing that would be. But just the fact that we have photos of them and she got to spend time with Grandma and Pop Pop, who are her, Nana, and G Pop. That, by the way, has been confusing. You and me being mom, fine. My grandparents turning into grandmommy and papa, fine. But my grandmommy and papa turning into nana and (laughs) g-pop? is confusing. (laughs) It's very confusing. It's it's more so like for (laughs) Caden that it matters. Right. Caden, Claire, and William. Well, Caden and Claire, really. Because Claire Claire and Caden are the only ones that can really like... At the call moment, them that at the moment it. yeah yeah it's like otherwise and then it will be william and colin and and lila and, and then whoever, whoever else, else is in the future shows up along the way but whoever and that was also really special on shabbat friday night grandmommy made a comment of this is the first time all five of my great grands have been together on a shabbat like this and we all looked around the table and we were like oh my gosh and the it's kids had special. so much fun playing together and that was nice. I mean, there were some stresses of being home, but overall, it was really yeah, I never knew, fantastic. Yeah, I never knew great grandparents. Wow. Yeah, I and mean, I know our family is ex- exceptionally lucky yeah. uh, because most people don't know their great grandparents. I mean, grandparents are something like isn't that like a twentieth century invention? Yeah, not invention, but like well, an like when it began actually happening because people were living long enough to actually like be around long enough to yeah. see their kids have kids. I think and it's my amazing. dad got photos from uh, Roz Spivak of his great, great grandparents. <laughs> no, yes. And so it was really incredible because that means my great, great and her great, great, great. But it was incredible to see the photos and go, oh my gosh, Like you can see Grandy's cheekbones and you can see just all these it's cr- genetics and history and yeah. family trees. And, and it was really fun. But it was 
a challenge in a way I wasn't expecting to be away and alone from you for eight days when I was there and yeah. for you to be here without us. And I know that was, it was challenging for me to, I mean, to be like, Hey everybody, I really like having my wife spend the night in the bed with me and <laughs> it makes me feel safe, makes me feel secure, makes me feel more rested and, Waking up in the morning, whenever that time in the morning is to wake up and be with Lila is like amazing for me. Yeah. It's These are things that I think not having them highlighted how um, overwhelming it is to be out here on your own. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's one of the things I'm really grateful for, for the community of people we have and for the friends and family that we do have is that everyone's incredibly supportive, but um yeah, I think the last week really just, for me, highlighted how alone my circumstance outside of this home, mm-hmm. like in relationship to surviving in Los Angeles. Which is a whole beast in and of yeah. itself. And we wanted to talk about survival jobs and day yeah. jobs as actors and artists and what that does professionally and, and personally. Because there are times where there are, you know, you're just doing what you got to do to make ends meet and and all that and then there are times where it's so vastly overwhelming of what is life what are we doing how are we going to do this and like i think um i see this a lot with actors and i'm sure we will talk to actors who are in this situation when we get when we get to having another round of couples god i I look forward to having another guest at some point i we will next week i think we need to things just got we i was traveling no i'm not don't make excuses i'm not blaming you i'm (laughs) simply, simply saying like I do love talking to you, and it's nice to have these moments. I love talking to you, too. But I also like having... The um, interaction of the guests yeah, and like getting another the, opinion. Another point of view. Yeah. Um, but where was I going with that? Oh, so um, I think what would be helpful is like kind of like on the first episode we talked about like getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come to grips with or figure out what your first day job or what you needed to do as a day job would be? Okay. So I made a promise to myself and this is not a dig and I don't mean to offend anybody because everybody out here does it. I promised myself I was not going to move to LA and be an actor who was a waiter to get by. I like made a promise to myself I wasn't going to do it. As an actor that has been a waiter <laughs> to get by, I am still offended. No, I know, but I don't, listening. I know, but I was like, I will not do it. And then what was the first role I booked and I did for 11 years? I played a waitress on a soap opera. So I was like, well, have to say, I'm not a waitress, co- but I play one on TV. And I learned how to stack up, crack my parents up. I could like stack the plates up. and, um, But I realized very, very quickly as generous as my yeah, parents Yeah, but you never had being, to take an order and you didn't have to worry about tips. So I think it's fine. That's true. And that's, <laughs> that's reality of being a server. One thing I always about. used to say to the actors who were my extras in the scenes, because we would always, they would, you know, look off the menu. We'd actually order. We'd have Background fun. performers? <clears throat> Your background performers? My background performers. I would always say to, to them. them. That's just to no, say like. But I would always <laughs> say to them, just so you know, you never get what you actually order because they would bring the food from the commissary and whatever they had is what they would plate and give me to take out. So it was always Wait, this fun joke. extra food from the commissary? Yes. Wait, so, okay. <laughs> is it with Prospect Park Studios? Yeah. Okay, so that's just extra food the commissary accidentally made? Like, how does that work out? Like, they put an order in at the beginning of the day? I think they, I think they put an okay. order in if there were, if we were so going to be at Kelly's. I I'm, think that's how it worked. No. But I'll, I never I never knew what it was going to be. Steve, so people would be like, let's order this, let's Steve, order that. if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> 
please explain to me how (laughs) these things work at your offices. No, because I would always go, hey, I mean, I don't know what you're going to get. And it was usually burgers or wraps or a club sandwich of... And fries, right. Everything comes with fries. And everybody would always be like, How is everyone so pretty and all the food is fried? Once in a while, there'd be a salad. And so it was so funny because I'd be like, bring it out. And one of the extras would be like, ooh, can I like have that one? I'd be like, sure, here's a salad. Yeah, but don't eat the salad. (laughs) No, but they would always say, is this safe to eat? And I'd be like, I mean, you can nibble a little, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like eat it. There's an editor just like (laughs) clawing his or her eyes out, just going, why? There's a French fry. There's not a French fry. No, not a French fry. Half a burger. Not a French fry. burger. Like a salad going from mounded on top. To gone <laughs> when you go to between two people's coverage. Well, luckily, since it's always the one take they use, it should hopefully be consistent. Yeah. In soap world, but not if. But not always. Not if they're flipping between cams. Well, no, yes, because it's the four cam. But I, then if it, ideally, but if they have to do a ideally. retake or a pickup, which does happen yeah. sometimes, and sometimes then, there's a sometimes there's a, yes. a cut to another scene coming back to the. Well, they shoot in one long right. block of each. We can we can get into the weeds on this <laughs> as much as you'd like, but my point. But no, okay, yeah. So I didn't. I wasn't a waiter in 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 life, but I, I played one on TV. But I very quickly learned there's no way to survive out here without a job. And I was like, what um, am I going to do? I hate to be the bearer of bad news. There's no way to survive <laughs> no, 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 no. in Anywhere. the United States without I know, a job. I know, but like the day job that's there flexible. There are cities working on universal basic income, which is an entirely different political well, that's a topic whole, we can yes. get into. But no, in order to allow yourself to be flexible, to go on auditions and on uh, shoots and, and things that you need to do, it does limit what you can do as a day job. Mm-hmm. And so to be creative with that, at one point I was working six part-time jobs and we were married at that point. It right? was we were engaged. Yeah, when I hit the six the sixth job, and it was like this is breaking my back. But for a long time, I worked at Act Now, and that's when I was the networking consultant. and And I met my uh, my work wife, Amanda Jarris, my my Manders. We we shared a cubicle at one point, and all the Act Now girls. And that's how I really got in with. How long were you in LA before you started doing Act Now? A year and. Uh, no, that's not true. A year. So for the first 12 months, like what did, were you? I was teaching ballet to a little tiny girls group. And I had like these, and they called me Miss Amelia, but this one girl couldn't say it. So I said she could call me Mia, like my little brother. She'd go, Miss Mia, Miss Mia. So I would teach uh, the, ballet. I'm, you, Everyone is learning this at the same time that I am. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, they were four and five and they were adorable. And it was on the west side. Um, of course, like it was off on the side, that's where you, you started off living. Yeah, no, I lived right at the National Sawtell. So it was really close to there. Uh, and I was doing that. And then I got into the Disney princess stuff. Okay. And that's kind of when that started was I would be a uh, princess at little girls birthday parties. And I would do face paint and I would sing and it would be and a whole thing. deal with the dads trying to pick you up. And deal with the fathers. That really happened a lot with Jasmine. That was the one where I got hit on the most. Ariel too. Ariel got hit on a lot too. Yeah. But... <laughs> I feel like weirdly those are probably the two most like fetishized not to like get into that direction Weird. of this conversation oh there's probably a whole but oh I'm yeah assuredly <laughs> there's an entire there's an entire rabbit hole of really it's so true really weird mm, disney so princess stuff. but yeah no i did the princess stuff for for eight years in total before i was like goodbye um and it was wonderful and and that for a while i was making enough to kind of supplement uh and then and then i wasn't you know Things just happen. How did you get to nannying? When did I start nannying? I get to cheat because I kind of know your traction, your trajectory, and all these things. So I, if uh, I feel like you've left which out which year a day did job, I, I start know. nannying? 
I moved here in 07. I started nannying in 09. Okay. Okay. So and that started because I was babysitting. Okay. And then one family asked me to please come on and be their nanny. nanny. And I said, absolutely. And did you... So then I added that on. Were you also doing piano lessons and voice I started teaching that piano time? that year as well. And I started teaching voice maybe six months after Did that. you have the at-home piano at that point? Or I had the keyboard. I had okay. this guy. Okay, cool. I had that guy. Uh, so I <laughs> For everyone who's <laughs> listening to this and not with us. We're in the office and I just gestured to my to Yamaha keyboard. I was very proud of this purchase in 2008. It was a full 88 key weighted keyboard, which for all of you music people, you know what that means. And I was so excited to get one. And until two years ago, she didn't know that she could take it apart. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I knew I could take it apart. I didn't want to because it's it a, break. I was afraid because of the screws and the way the base is built. It would strip and it or not come fine. back together. It is. We had to take it to use it at Breakthrough. Uh, but it, it worked. It's fine. It worked fine. Uh, but yeah, and then the jobs just started kind of piling on. So at that point, I was at four, so at and what then point, five, and then at six. At what point do you look at the day jobs and go, all right, cool. I need to do, what is this? At that point, that's A through F. I need to do jobs A through F. How do I balance A through F, still do auditions, and make enough money at A through F to pay my rent, to, to pay, pay rent, my bills, to eat? To eat. Um, that's when I dropped the teaching the little girls because that was really okay. just a little bit here and it was a big commitment for me and the choreography and it kind of turned into daycare ish like the parents were like I know class ends at five but can I can you stay with them till 5 30 but I wasn't getting paid for that you know uh, so and I said of course absolutely I dropped it when people started taking advantage of me. that's actually <laughs> like that's a really good that's a really good place to start but I realized babysitting and nannying I was making more and Did, but you were were you still doing act now throughout that oh yes or? It you was were act now. So oh, wow. act now was when the babysitting was starting, but I was okay. also already teaching voice a little on the side. And act now was a twenty four seven at one point because if you were there all day, but producing a workshop that night, this you were there back in the round the clock. So it's a different, which era. is how I booked all three soap operas that I did. It's how I got some of my larger auditions. It was all through act now. Um, shame that that's gone now, but yeah, that's we can. That's a whole nother pay to play and how that whole thing went down. It's a huge hole. To I know. Down. I know. Uh, and then it just got too overwhelming. And once I left Act Now. Speaking of which, there's that uh, the UTA had the meeting with the WGA today. Was that today? Yeah. Oh, how'd it go? I wonder how it went. Uh, all I know is I saw a headline we'll from out. Jeremy Zimmer that said, we haven't been saints or something like that in this. Like, anyway. Oh. So to check out the headline. Well, now I'm curious. Um, but yeah, so then I realized how hard I was working at now didn't make sense. I was going through a breakup. Had had I not been an act now, I mean, that really got me through day to day at first after the split. But then I realized it was not for me and I wasn't making enough to get by. And that's when I left act now and really focused on nannying and uh, teaching singing. So we were, we, that was 2000. I left act now. 2009? 2010. 2010. Yeah. So I moved out here in 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And at that point, I was nannying, teaching voice. I think you referred me to Dufflin. I did. Dufflin was my consultant when I, I first started. I never, never reached out. I never did act You now. never did act now. Uh, did you tell me once you were offended that I didn't reach out to you about act now at one point? Didn't you say this to me like a year or two ago? And I was like, I'm sorry. A year or two ago? No, I can't. I, I'm sure. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to. Offend. I'm not known for saying. Hi- <laughs> I'm not known for saying hyperbolic things in the throes of being upset. What are you talking what about? Yeah, I know not what of what you speak. I, I'm. I'm not one who would say something that you couldn't possibly have done due to space, time, and our geo coordinates. Yes. Yes. I didn't even live here when you were working back now. So how could you reach out to me? 
That's true. But no, that also does sound like something that I would put on you. Like somehow that's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being like, but I wasn't there anymore. <laughs> it's, it's definitely. But that's when I gave you Dufflin's. Yes. Information. Um, but yeah, no, once, once you moved out, I was really mostly a nanny teaching voice, teaching piano and the Disney princess stuff. And they needed more money. And that's when the jewelry consultant thing happened. Oh, wow. Remember that whole phase? Oh, wow. <laughs> All those displays. Yep. And then you, my wise, oh, brilliant husband, looked at me on a night of tough love when we got into a real talk of how are we going to make this work in the future? Which, by the way, for those of you that don't know me particularly well, um, I'm not really good at like a conversation <laughs> when I'm trying to talk somebody up or like give them encouragement. I just kind of talk at you it's for an hour or two. It's kind of talk you, drill sergeant. I just kind of pepper you with comments uh, and, and yes, hope and kind of sticks. break you down a little bit and then like drill sergeant you try to build I you blame, back up. I blame years of ROTC, <laughs> organized sports, and being a frat boy. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a tearful, tearful evening that evening. Um, but you did say to me, you are splitting yourself yeah, I mean, that's kind of what i was going between like, heading six toward different with jobs the, the and you're barely making yeah. x amount to survive if you were to drop three or four of them and put all of your effort into just one or two of them you could be doing so much yeah. more and that's when i primarily became a voice teacher i feel like that's one of the things that as actors we we think all right cool i've got a career i'm going to be an actor i'm going to be an entertainer i'm going to be focused on that and mm-hmm. um um, to all, all else be damned like this is what I'm doing and we don't realize that well y- you need to pay your bills and the amount of right. money you're making needs to grow it needs the longer to grow. you stay in LA because right. LA only gets more expensive gets more expensive so how how do you have two careers right because then you now have to have two careers because both have to grow otherwise you, one can't actually support because if you've hit the place where you've cut away all the extra day jobs and you only have one that day job needs to continue to grow. Otherwise, eventually you have to add on another job one B in order to get by. And right. Job C. And for a while there, I really was. I had a rather large roster. It no, took me a well. long time yeah. to um, to build it. And uh, then I got pregnant and became a mom. And <laughs> well, well. <laughs> oh, and dance and romance. If you ever need anybody to choreograph your wedding dance, you know, come my way. I had that company going for a long time too. I sort of put that on hold. But for a while, that was starting to grow. I still feel like. Every so often we'll get a referral or we'll oh, get a random Oh, yeah, every email. now and then from Yelp. I'll get a, yeah, a request and I reach fun. out and once in a while it still sticks and I'll do one. Um, but yeah, it was teaching and then... If you like the of sound of our voices, Amelia is an incredible vocal coach. Oh, why, thank you very much, babe. Let's, <laughs> let's plug that in. <laughs> let's not put your phone number or your direct email out onto the interwebs. No, but yeah, no, um, but uh, yes... But what about you? That's kind of been my day job thing. Yeah. What about, till so you moved out in 2011. I moved out in 2011. So um, I cashed out my 401k and my life savings, mm-hmm. or not life savings, my um, life insurance account and everything. I was working for Abercrombie & Fitch, the uh, the retailer. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I'm never going to work in retail again. <laughs> I moved out to LA. <laughs> Um, and then when I moved out to LA, I actually like was trying to transfer within Abercrombie because the lease would, would be a conf- like a consistent job, a job yeah. I knew, a job I knew how to do. And then at the time, there was like a handful of Abercrombie and Fitch stores or Hollister stores inside of actual Los Angeles, but they were going to try to staff me to the Simi Valley outlet. 
Now, the Simi Valley outlet? For those of you I didn't know that. I thought you were at the Grove. For those of you that don't know Los Angeles, <laughs> Simi, Simi Valley, Valley is, is not in Los Angeles. way out there. That, is, that com- is way out. People commute from Simi Valley into LA. They do. People very they rarely do. commute from LA to Simi Valley. <laughs> um, because either way, you're stuck in the worst traffic ever imaginable. That's true. Um, but so I, s- I interviewed with the recruiter. Because I had to re-interview, even though I'd been a store manager and a GM and an ASM with that company for years. Wow. Um, and I said, you know what? Simi Valley's too far. No, I'm good. I don't really want to be in retail anymore. And that was February because I moved out right at the end of January. So February. <laughs> we both moved out in January. So February. Just different years. I sat on my money and I burned through my money. March, I sat on my money for like the first week of March and I started freaking out. Got a job with a catering company, Argyle Events, um, who I think st- Argyle Events still exists, and they're one of, like one of the most prolific catering mm. and event staffing companies in LA. Mm-hmm. Like I went to like this cattle call at like some big restaurant and had to bring a headshot. No it was a thing. Did um, your uniforms have Argyle's Argyle no, pattern on them? No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we did have to go like buy. Um, uh, aprons and like uh, wine keys and things like that so that we for when we would staff events and so like the first event I ever worked for Argyle Events um, it was a Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards which is coming up like this weekend right, right? That's, is that this weekend? this weekend no it's next weekend it's voting is open right now I just saw the promo <laughs> about that today. DJ Khaled <laughs> So All I do is win, 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 no matter what. AKA Billy. <laughs> it's from Pitch Perfect. Theory. AKA Billy. Billy. Um, sorry, that's the tangent. So, um, so I worked that. Uh, that weekend, I got to meet Kevin Durant, which was pretty cool for me. He's really tall. Um, <laughs> that's really that's not news to anyone. He's like six ten or six eleven. Um, but so I did that, and then I was still looking for work. Still looking for work. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I need to. I need to at least. I know I have a good re- uh, retail resume. Let me go apply a job. So I applied at um, Banana Republic at the Grove. Got the job. Uh, working part time. So I was doing that part time, and I was working at Argyle part time. And I would like go to bar mitzvahs. I, um, <laughs> yeah. I would uh, be a bartender or pass drink server at like house parties. Mm-hmm. I got to work at a. Uh, I got to work at a family home in malibu who owns a large chain of hotels in the united states who yeah anyway um (laughs) and uh they actually um asked me to serve uh wine and beer to underage people that was that that was that event um that was that was like i think that's funny that like at the time that was like oh my god that's crazy and while i was doing that and working at banana republic is when argyle Staff me to work weekends at the James Purse up in the one Malibu. In Malibu. And <laughs> um, my first day going up to Malibu to work for, uh, to work as a, to pass drinks the weekend there, my car broke down on the drive home. <laughs> on the PCH. Which is like not having a car, not having a car in LA. <laughs> to anybody that can make do living on without a car PCH. in LA. I mean, it's not a bad place for your car to break down, all things no, considered. But based on where you had to get back to. Yeah, and but it, you know, it's first world problems, but. So true. At the time, it seemed really dire. And yeah. Noah Barron and Aaron Mulvey. Aaron Mulvey or Rachel Demeter? Aaron Mulvey? No, no. 
Rachel Demita. Rachel Demita. It was Rachel Demita. Um, came out to meet me with PCH and they rescued me. Anyway, we had Aww. to use we had to use Nova's triple A. It was a whole. I think it was technically a little. Speaking of triple A, every time Jason and I go, what can we cut? Because it, it they're they're hit money things happen and you go what can we cut what bills can we cut subscriptions and we always go triple a yay nay and we're like no keep it and we're so glad we do because whatever we do that is whenever we need it (laughs) but triple (laughs) a we should do an advertisement for triple a at some point we should yes um especially since we live in los angeles (laughs) well i think we need to do sponsorship (laughs) partnerships first i know i'm just throwing it out there you know you just got you guys just got a free read enjoy that um (laughs) I'm not entirely sure that's how <laughs> advertising <laughs> works. Hey, we just we're, gave, we're, we're changing we the just game. gave you a we're free at, ad. Yep. Want to give us money? Going go by our own rules here. Um, so, <laughs> so I was, uh, I left Argyle and I left um, uh, Banana Republic to work at James first, and that happened happened over like Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Uh, and. That na- like two weeks, two three weeks later, I think, um, they're not like a week later. I started working at James Purse. I worked there for seven years. Now I work at Elise Walker. Yep. Up in uh, Palisades uh, at at her new town store. Yeah. New. It's it's been there for six months, but um. Yeah, because Lila's eight months old. Yeah. No, the struggle is real. Like man. what? <laughs> but I think that's one of the things in L.A. Like you. I constantly go back and forth. It's like, man, I don't want to work in retail. I love clothing. I love fashion. But I don't work. want to work in retail. What do I do? And I feel this constant pressure, especially now as a husband, to like, yeah. okay, I have to perform at a certain level in order for us to make all of these ends meet. And then you like, oh my God, how do I have a job that isn't soul crushing? Because it's not. I like who I work for. I like the company I work for. I like yeah. working for James Purse. Like, I'm very lucky that people that I've worked for and the people I've been able to work with, but like you do these things and but just like, Oh, you're constantly playing catch up. You're constantly trying to push that ball back up the hill. And tomorrow morning, the rolls right back down to the bottom. You're like, Oh, how do I get ahead? How do I get ahead? And then you kind of pause and go, I mean, do I really want to get ahead at this? Yes. Cause it would be nice to breathe financially, but, no, but then it's the whole thing of it's a full career change, and what do you do Ooh, for the reason why we came out here, yeah. and now she's here and she takes priority, and we have to provide for her. But how do you do that without giving up our dreams and what we want? And it gets heavy and yeah. complicated. And one of the things I always we always talk about in the acting studio is like people go through their whole lives living in quiet desperation. Mm-hmm. We moved out here with a dream. Mm-hmm. We made sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we're not seeing our nieces and nephew. Uh, our niece and nephew grow up we're not seeing our cousins or uh, in, in certain cases we're not seeing our family get old like that's hard that's heartbreaking um yeah and those are real sacrifices i mean um, amongst the sacrifices that everyone makes to be out here and pursue this dream and how what does that look like and for me i mean the last 10 10 days to six weeks i'd say like have been really really hard like i've been yeah been struggling to be able to sleep like i'm freaking out a lot of times i mean thank god for amelia she's my like i really mean that honey like i'm not saying that to butter you up in front of like the 40 people that listen to this (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening um i'm just saying that because like this last eight days not having my support not having my support system not having that person that i uh, the two people i wake up for every day 
and get out of bed to deal with like it's like you know mm-hmm. even though even though i do like my job and I like the people i work with it's not my dream right and it's not your passion but i'm okay going to that when i have you guys next to me when i can wake up and come home to see you guys when i come home to an empty house and i love you brady but you're just brady a dog. got lots of just a dog He's an amazing dog, but I, no, I know, <laughs> but it's not. It's not human. Yeah, it's, it's not me and, and the it's baby. It's not the same. But he got lots and lots of snuggles did, this week, and he was very snuggles. happy about it. <laughs> he, he was. He when was. I walked in last night, he was like cry whining. He was so excited to see me. It was adorable. But no, this this last week was it's hard. Hard. Yeah, I mean, like it was hard, and we had to have some big conversations that we're still figuring out, and <laughs> we're gonna have a lot to figure out. A whole lot to figure out, but that's part of life, and it's part of well, being here. We'll have an episode about budgeting, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. <laughs> I'm sure we will. But you it's know, expensive life out here. Even when it's hard, like today, at one point, you looked at me and you went, "Why is it so hard right now?" Yeah. And I said, "Because because it is, and yeah, sometimes it is. It doesn't mean that it's, it's so going to stay it's this also way. Like, it's so hard to get an audition right now. I know. It's so hard to I like." Know. Like, and so you create your own work and then it's right. so hard to get people to see it because so see many people it. are creating their own work, yep. which God As bless. As they should. I mean, As look what we're should. doing right now. Right. But like, it's the democratization of the internet. So, oh, it's amazing. You know, like 10, f- 10 years ago, if you were making a web series, people were laughing at you, but now you can get an Hashtag Valley Peaks. <laughs> now you can get an Seriously, if Valley yeah. Peaks were released now. Well, with current technology. With current technology. It would have been a it would have been huge. Hashtag yes. Kellen Lutz. Va- <laughs> Valley Peaks was a was a soapy it was teen a, it was a spoof. spoof. It was a spoof of primetime teen such soap a operas. Fun thing I did yeah. back in two thousand and eight. I met Kathy Barron. That's how we met doing yeah. that. And then we did the Eves right after that yeah. together. Um check it out. Really fun. You'll laugh. But uh yeah, now that is yeah. yeah, like you said, you can win Emmys for it and get nominated for Globes. I know it's crazy. It's it. What's we were at the very first Streamy Awards. Now those are tangible, real. It's just weird to think that thing. like, um, marvelous Miss Maisel. That's the name of that show, right? I love that show. I want to be on it so bad. You hear that? <laughs> I'm putting it out there. That's a web series. No. Well, I guess technically, technically if it's, it's new media. Amazon Prime, I guess, yeah, it's it does me- technically. So like they can, and this is an entirely different conversation. We can talk about pay scales. They could pay you. Oh my gosh, pay media. scales. They could pay that you new media like pay. Royally screwed us. <laughs> anyway, to, to not to swerve too far off the topic at hand, um, but it's just, I, I think. One of the things I'm really curious about, and I'd, I'd really love, you know, if on the various platforms that we're on, mm-hmm. um, I think I don't think you really can on Spotify or Apple or Google, but on Stitcher, on Anchor, you can leave comments and all the uh, any other podcast platforms. Yeah, yeah. If for the actors that are listening to this, like, what? How do your day jobs like? How do they affect? How do they affect the reason that you're here? Yeah. And and then sometimes conversely, does being an actor like for me, I think one of the things that was so exciting about Elise Walker is like I got recruited. You did. For months they tried to poach you. And so um, I got to kind of like set terms. But then when I start, um, so I could be like, yeah, I'm an actor. Like if that's cool, I don't want to waste your time. But right. I need, you know, I need to be flexible because I'm a new dad. I need to be flexible because I have and auditions. And here's the deal meetings, I have bum, here. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. D- um, if I don't want to waste your time if you're going to 
interview somebody else who doesn't need the flexibility. I respect that. I, right. like, I, I, I reread the email that I sent. I was like, I don't want to seem come off entitled. Right. But, you know, I've earned this. But I've earned this. And like when it started at JP, like I remember my first, uh, I almost said audition, my first interview. <laughs> um, I was very forthright, very mm-hmm. open because like transparency and honesty. It's um, key. It, it is, especially yeah. in. Especially w- in a day job in this town. Well, I think just but in, in life, life in like general. in business, yeah, like it's like we're all trying to make money. That's true. But at the end of the day, why are you making your money? Mm-hmm. What is your goal? Like, for what reason are you really making the money? Not to make the money. You're right. making the money because you want to support your career in the arts. Exactly. So I said this at my first interview with um, Jen Eddy. Jen Eddy was that her name? Yes, Jen Eddy. Her name is Jen Jackson now. She's married. Um, I was interviewing to be the assistant store manager for the Beverly Hills James Purse, and I was just uh, honest. I was like, "Hey, like, look, like, I'm, you know, like, I came to LA to be an actor. Like, I, I want to make sure you guys are cool with that." And she's like, "Yeah, no, you're great. We like you for this job. Maybe the next interview, don't mention that." <laughs> so <laughs> the next interview, I didn't mention that. But then over the course of like the first two or three years. You proved me. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you just burped right into the mic. <laughs> you did. I'm very bad at controlling burps. Um, I, but like I remember, no, um, some project with um some friends that somebody kind of like clapped back at me. I was like, "Are you really serious about doing this?" I was like, "Yes, I'm really serious about doing this." But you guys aren't paying me, and I have to pay my bills. Right. Right. And that's what happens here a lot, especially when you're starting in the industry aspect of you work for free, you do friends favors, that's how you start. And so how do you do that if you're going to be on set for a week, 12 and 14 hour days, not getting paid when you need the money from the day job in order to keep the roof over your head? So there was was one time I was shooting a student film in Idlewild. (laughs) Um, I shot a movie there once. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Um, I, so... I was working part-time, oh, at the time, I was working part-time in Brentwood, which is like Santa Monica, almost as far west in LA as you can go. Yeah. And Idlewild is two-thirds the way to Palm Springs. Yeah. It's yeah. most that's of the about, way that's there. That's about right. It's past the 15. It is. Yeah. It's most of the way to Big Bear. Yeah. Anyway. And then it goes up. <laughs> and yeah. I had two overnight shoots, and I couldn't get coverage for my shifts at work, which at the store oh my god i remember this which at the store that's <laughs> you're working like 9 30 to 6 30 or 10 to 6 30 jason so worked all day then drove up and shot all night to go back and work all day to then go back and shoot all night there i was, was like are you okay one, there was one time oh my god i, I, I forgot I about I this you fell asleep at the wheel i fell asleep on the 10 heading, like while driving heading back to la yeah, yeah. i forgot about that oh my god and it's like one of the few times where but you got the film done. Yeah, it was uh, one of the few times when I was that green in L.A. Mm-hmm. where I got to set and they put me in holding for three hours before yep. they were ready to Hurry shoot. Hurry up and wait. I was like, why in the hell was my call time 10 o'clock? <laughs> were you like, can I take a nap? Can you just like could wake my me call, up? <laughs> couldn't, come, couldn't my call time have been 2 a.m.? So I could have, you know, slept and then had no oh, traffic I c- getting here. I could have eaten dinner. Uh, I know. I got in the car and I just drove. drove. And, and when I needed gas, I stopped for gas and ate like a bag of like hot Cheetos <laughs> or something <laughs> and a Red Bull and then just went to set. And you know what's oh, the most frustrating no. thing is when you pound caffeine and then find out you aren't And then needed. you crash well, after the, the fact because then, then you're are, wired and you can't nap. 
And so you're just this is why I don't <laughs> anyway. drink caffeine. But the well, that's not why. Caffeine hates my body. <laughs> the, str- the struggle, the struggle is real, and the I struggle is real. Think that like for all the people that uh, are waiters in LA, I think that that's one of the things where it's like you know we've had loads of friends who've had like really good luck wait at yeah. waiting tables. Oh yeah. And it's a flexible job. If everybody else in the town is flexible to it, like you can really make ends meet. You get a good job at a good at the right at good the right restaurant. restaurant. Things are great, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like. If you like customer service mm-hmm. and you're moving up in the restaurant world, yeah, at a certain point, that restaurant's not going to be flexible because nope. that restaurant, those are career servers there. Yep. Those are career maitre d's. Those are career people. Those are, yeah. and you can't then say, oh, oh, you know, like I'm an actor. You won't have the job. Which is something you're grappling with right now in retail, I know, because... It's just like life in general and like for me going back for teaching or like any major job to be able to go, what do we do as far as making it the priority yeah. and contemplating future yeah. and trying to it, all it all gets out. complicated once a baby is born, yeah. guys. Yeah, so we much. love Lila. No, we love Lila so much, so much. And my dad, you know, he has a phrase. I mean, we totally understand it, but. Oh, he goes, it's your life. You got to figure out what you're going to do. You got to live it. Only the two of you can figure out what's right. And we're like, Which is like but super we know what we want. Supportive. It's just we don't yes. know how to do yeah, it. I can't not take it somehow condescendingly. And we had a, dad and I had a real, a real heart to heart talk when I was home this, this past time of, you know, when is. When is it time to call quits? Right. Never. And no, no, never. But he, we were talking about major, flag. major things of. You know, we'd be great in, in anything we wanted to do to really go for We're it. We're really great but at sales. <laughs> right. Really great at sales. It's the kind of thing of there are so many avenues, but then it becomes your career change. And it's well, that whole thing of. Yeah. Like if I were to look to do anything else, like the notion of having to start over income wise. Right. Like right. Starting over completely from. Because it's like, well, I've earned a certain degree yep. of uh, income. Like so I'm if you were to switch, you'd be taking a step back financially, yeah. which is something we can't do right now. And it's been a big thing for yeah. me going back to teaching as a mom because. OK, so in my mom group. One of the big things we had very soon after having the babies was who's going back to work and who's staying home to be the stay at home mom. Uh, a couple moms had to go back because they have the health insurance. A couple moms thought they'd go back and then decided we're very happy just being stay-at-home moms. And there were two moms who were like, I'm itching to get back to work. Does that make me a bad mom? We were no, like, no. It does make you a bad mom. It makes you normal. But I very quickly realized, yeah, kind of what I'd always thought deep down. I'd be perfectly happy being a stay-at-home and, and mama until career really It's not to say that really your mom hits. wasn't a stay-at-home mom, but she was for most. For for yeah, because she was you know first purposes. real real special ed teacher. She really brought that forefront to Montgomery County. And then after Ivan was that. born, mom stayed home and was raising us. And then she got into the conference team planning later on. But um, and my mom always worked from home. And mm-hmm. at one point, she had her own store. Yeah. Um. So I I guess my mom was kind of like the in between of being a stay-at-home mom and the working and mom. career woman right and, one, and working I, I and sh- there was a one time i think first and second grade where i was kind of like a latchkey kid where i didn't i'd get home before my parents yeah or my parents i'd go to a friend's a neighbor's house and, s- and hang out and hang there out until they got, my home. got home yeah but that's because i was just too young to be alone right right, right. the irony there um but 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so complicated because it's like, you know, if you're, if your passion is medicine, you can be a doctor. Right. And as you work at being a doctor, your day job, your day job is your career, is the career and, and the pay will continue to go and up as you continue in your line of work. Provided you continue to go do a good job. Right. And you There's pay. that upward trend trajectory, which happens in most careers. Yeah. Not ours. <laughs> if you're passionate about law, you can be an attorney. Right. And you know what? If you decide, like you could become a politician. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think the only other job. You would be that's, fantastic. Well, no, politics, the only babe. other job that's similar fantastic. to acting is public service yeah because it's something that you really could come to at any point in your life mm-hmm. and you have to have something unless you come from a family of those people mm-hmm. just like the entertainment industry yeah unless you come from the family of those people it's really hard to, to just break in to break in. in yeah and you have to like pay your dues or have mm-hmm. perfect timing mm-hmm. and so similar it's really interesting. It really is very par- parallel I'm thinking those, like entertainment and politics as far as like career you, know, you think like the kennedys you think yeah. like like the Bushes, like these are dynasties, like dynastic families that That's have been true. doing this forever. I mean, I think Bernie Sanders' son, Bernie Sanders of all people, his son, I think, is a senator or a congressman is now he? in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. In New Hampshire, yeah, we were talking or, about or this. Maine, like a bordering mm-hmm. state to Vermont. Mm-hmm. One of those hippy dippy northeastern. States. <laughs> but no, it's a uh, life and figuring things out, and you know it can be tricky when you have to make those calls of. But we have to take care of Lila and she's about to start in swim classes and nursery school is coming up and and it's all just going to be money, money, money. Yeah. I just see more and more dollar signs. I just get more and more anxiety. And you know, what's awesome is like, I've got a great group of support people around me here, like make suggestions. And it's like, has this ever happened to you? Mm -hmm. I'm sure it has where somebody is giving you good advice Mm -hmm. and I'm probably the person that's done this to you. And they just start listing off all the things that you could do to change. Oh, oh God, yeah. And after like, you're like, oh, this is helpful. Like the first few, you're like, cool, great, <laughs> food for thought, awesome, cool. Uh, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And then like the fifth option, you're like, okay, this list is getting long. Yeah. Tenth option, could you format this in an email <laughs> PDF to me? Oh, 15th, 20th, 30th option. Can and your mind starts swimming and you start well, sweating well, and your heart well, the whole starts reason, pounding. The whole reason you're having this conversation with this person is because you're discussing your anxiety over how you're paying your bills to survive <laughs> as an actor and how this person's just inducing more anxiety inducing in you. More and you're like, by trying to be helpful. No, you're being so helpful, um, but you're not helping me. You're helping right the problem. Now. You're really helping the problem. Right. You're making the, and, you're, and I think that for me, um, I'm just like, I've had so many nights lately where I just like, I'll quietly cry to myself or like, and uh, God bless Corbin and Chandler because they put up with me getting super like emo at work (laughs) and they're super strong there for it. Um, uh, And it's just like, it's so interesting because you do all these things, but the end goal isn't a goal because like success is, Success as a lawyer is you make partner. Mm-hmm. Success as a doctor is you could open private practice. Right. Um, and even then that's tenuous. But success as an actor is ever elusive because even if you're... Right. Even if you become Brad Pitt, Ben Stiller, Samuel L. Jackson, like you're... Or Brie Larson or any list of female actors. Right, like, right. like Jennifer Lawrence, like... Her career, she's got an Oscar. She's she got film franchises she that are huge. 
if she makes like one or two wrong steps, it's, it's never crazy. fully secure. And well, like you always say, once you earn it, you have to keep it and you have to prove it and and keep it going. And or you like tweet something that that no one should ever tweet ever. Then it takes it all. Or, so, well, <laughs> or somebody yeah. unearths a tweet from when you were a little bit younger and a little bit dumber. And it derails you. Yeah. Or or like today. Oh. We read that these Felicity actresses that we Laughlin. love. Yeah. Got caught up in this. Not to get like super weird on this whole thing. Yeah. But uh, I was texting with a friend who works around. Well, well, for those people. who don't know, real quick, give like the one line synopsis. So Lori Laughlin and Felicity, Felicity Hoffman were embroiled in. Uh, um, Felicity was arrested today, and um, uh, Lori was charged today. Oh, is that what happened? Um in a giant scam mm-hmm. to get kids and to get their kids and into other kids of super wealthy people into elite universities. Elite universities. Over the last 10 or so years, mm-hmm. this guy's the guy who's at the top of it, Richard Springer, I think is his name, has made $25 million. Jeez. He and I actually think I recognize his face. I think I Really him. have you? Um, oh, that's crazy. But like that but that goes into what you were about to say of you were texting with yeah. I was texting with uh, I was texting with Emma, and I was like, you know, Hi, like, Emma. I I don't uh, I don't <laughs> typically believe in mandatory minimums because mm-hmm. I think that's insane. Mm-hmm. But when you're super wealthy and you decide to flaunt the system, because you know it's one thing to buy a university a building and get a quid pro quo, right? I don't agree with that, but. But it's another. It's two, transparent, right? It, like it, it's pretty transparent, like right? If I buy Rosenwalk Memorial Hospital for <laughs> the like a build, kind of nice, kind of nice, like for a, or like add a wing to a library right. at our university, right? Yeah, my kid should be able to go there. Oh uh, yeah, because I. <laughs> but no, because the kid no. should be qualified to go there. Yes, and the, the child should be qualified to go there. This is one of those things. It's to. like you know, like this works against the notion that affirmative action ever stopped. You know. A, good white kid from getting in because of affirmative action didn't take places away from those white kids rich people did <laughs> it's really it's yeah it's, but it's bizarre what happened today was very surprising did. it's crazy. very very surprising it's crazy yeah and i think that's like one of the weirdest things to know is like as as hard as the struggle is and as much as it's and especially in entertainment it's like just as much about your next opportunity mm-hmm there's always the always somebody out there who thinks the rules don't apply to them. Right. Who can go around them. Who can go around that. But what we were saying, that tangent was uh, you have to work in this industry as hard as you can to get to where you want to be, but then you have to earn to stay. That yeah, No one is ever safe. No. Not that you're safe anywhere, but I feel like in this industry in particular, it's never safe. You have to constantly bring it and earn it each time. Which I think which is... Which as an artist, that's actually exciting. It's invigorating. Yeah, yeah, completely. But for the security and financial reasons of raising a family well, and like getting the, by, <laughs> so, like, I, I it's think, daunting. Well, and that's... Uh, the age of the internet's changed all that even that much more. Mm-hmm. Because there aren't writer's rooms the same way there used to be. No. There aren't residuals the same way there used to be because of... Nope. Because of uh, oh, the internet, because yep. the internet um, streaming services, and there's not re- uh, there's not commercials the way there used to be because so many commercials were non-union. Right. It's just insanity. Right. It's it's getting rid of the if you were to equate it, the middle class of actors. 
it's it, it's yeah, everything's it's moving where it's getting rid of yeah, it's, the working actor. Yeah, it's getting rid you of the working actor. You either have to be a either, celebrity or you either, you're a wannabe. You either like a, it's, you're either a C-list or better mm-hmm. or you're a reality star. Right. And those are the two ways you have to be making, or you're Insta-famous, which God bless the people that can actually make a <sighs> living being Instagram famous. Yeah. The people I know that do that, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exhausting to hear about it. To hear it. how they do it. One of my coworkers, she has a fashion blog, and she's not even trying to be Insta-famous, but in order for her to keep her um, engagements up, her life is exhausting. Yeah. But I follow it, so it's, like, entertaining. It's like, oh, that's your outfit of the day. I need to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I need to look at it. But all, the, all that being said, and the whole theme of today and everything is, yes, it's survive. hard. Yes, things can be difficult. But you but survive. You, you survive. And when it gets bad, nevertheless, it will be better. you persist. And we're just very lucky and very fortunate that we're doing this together, even yeah. on the days when it's we have really a upsetting. And, and I think that's one of the, like, uh, the closing note, mm-hmm. I think, for me, is the most important thing you can do if you're in an arts career mm-hmm. is to find an artist community of people yes. that stand for the things that you stand for, that have the integrity, have integrity that you share, mm-hmm. um, that put humanity and integrity above profit. Right. And that way you have people you can lean on when you are on hard times for inspiration. Yeah. Oh, it's beautifully said, babe. And it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And that just keep on plugging the Anthony Gilardi acting studio. (laughs) 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 And that mixed with you and I are so lucky. We've always said we are so fortunate and grateful that we fell in love and got married and started our life together before careers really took off because we're able right to, now. well, it I know be, right now that it's, really it's, nice it's hard. If one of us is rich. Had the money coming in, <laughs> but that we're going through this together. And yeah. when we do hit that level of success, we'll know that we were together because we truly love each other and we're best friends and support each other through and through. And on the hard and days, we just remember that we've got each other and now we have this beautiful baby girl and our adorable puppy. But as hard as things are, you got to look at what we have and what we're so grateful for. And I just love you so much. And I know I it's hard too. right now, but we're going to be great. Yeah. I got you, boo. Let's never, let's not talk about anything until a week from now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Love well, you too. thank you all for, can I say it again? You can say Thank it you all week, for tuning in. I'm totally going to say it Always every week. make it a thing. Yes. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will be back next week with guests. I, I don't know who we're going to have, but we booked. will have guests next week. Uh, but thank you for listening. And please comment any questions like we were saying before. We would love to get a uh, conversation going yeah. with And with you can find listeners. us on every major podcast platform. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to Anchor FM for, Anchor.fm for hosting us. For hosting. And we will talk to you next week. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewell. And, and this has been Married, married to, Hollywood. to Hollywood. Bye. Bye.